honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Again, Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Wige, and Timberwolves Explosion is available on the sportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Nice to be back on board once again today to talk Timberwolves basketball. Unfortunately, though, things didn't go so great this week. You lose to San Antonio, you lose to the Houston Rockets in a feisty little game in the fourth quarter. Nice effort by Derrick Rose until he tweaked his ankle against the Clippers, which was a blowout victory. So the Wolves won in two this week. Yeah, well, kind of a tough schedule. Wolves never beat the bleeping Spurs. And frickin' LaMarcus Aldrich. David Aldrich, right? David Aldrich. No, I'm kidding. It's LaMarcus Aldrich. <clears throat> Too many Aldriches, and yes, I know David Aldrich. Obviously former uh, ESPN and TNT, all that stuff. Just messing around. Wanted to tease you to see if you see if you're paying attention. Yes. Well, I don't know. Eh, crappy game. Just it was the Lamarcus Aldrich show the whole game. L.A. Lamarcus Aldrich. David's Lamarcus Aldrich. Bull crap. Um, it's kind of the same old story. The Wolves played the Spurs on the road and they lost. Oh, and by the way, I don't know what's going on with Kawhi Leonard. I have no freaking clue what's going on. Talk about uh, elongated, talk about a weird situation. They had a team meeting, whatever, trying to motivate him to come back for the playoffs and all that so they can go on some kind of a playoff run or whatever it is. What the hell's going on with uh, Kawhi Leonard? I have no idea. It's a mess. It's weird, but they played like the Spurs against us. And, you know, LaMarcus Aldrich is one of those guys who's underachieved throughout his career. He's a below-average rebounder for what he is, even though people wanted to argue with me in the past, like, he's had some 20-20 games. Uh... He's had some 20-20 games. Like, people that are half your age, I think they're two times, they're like ten times smarter than you because because they just are, you know, because that's just how they are. They're in this smart-ass attitude. And I can Google this, and I can Google that. Well, so can I, and so can anybody with, like, half my IQ can Google it, too. I don't care what you can Google. I watch the games. I pay attention to what I'm doing. And I also, you know, at least catch box scores here and there, like, say, LaMarcus Aldridge, because I'm not going to watch every game LaMarcus Aldridge plays. He's underachieved throughout his career, particularly in the rebounding category. He's had this reputation of being a fairly soft guy, and he doesn't do bleep in the playoffs. But every time he plays the Wolves, he's the next, you know, David Robinson, Tim Duncan on steroids. It's like, come on. And that's basically what took place throughout this game. It all started with him and Kevin Love, and he just kept it going forever. And he'd have this stupid chip on his shoulder, particularly when he played against Kevin Love. But he's had this chip on his shoulder every time he plays against the Wolves. I don't know where it comes from. I have no idea, but it's just the way it is, and it's annoying to watch, and that's about all I gotta say. Hell with this bleeping game. Boring, crappy, and uh, uninspired game. 117-101, a meaningless, lifeless game. Saturday, March the 17th, the uh, the start of a back-to-back with two Texas teams. You had to fly all the way back home to Target Center to play the Houston Rockets, and that game didn't start well, and it didn't finish well, but that fourth quarter was a lot of fun. We're just going to move on. Derek Rosewatch, uh, he had an okay game against the Spurs. He had his first double-digit game. You move on, play the Rockets. Things were not going so well until things got a little fighty between Chris Paul and uh, Gorgie Zhang. Ultimately, though, the final score, 
Certainly not in the Wolves' favor. 129-120. The Wolves give up a trillion points because we never guard anybody, particularly on the perimeter. Amazingly, we kept the Rockets to 22 points, but then James Harden did what he does. He finished things off with a three-pointer. Uh, you sit down and you look at the success rate of some of these players that were used to be, that used to be on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Well, all three of them. And you realize, holy moly, did they have a team there. But the problem is, if you don't play well together or you take away from the other guy, this and that, you're not going to achieve ultimate success. And I don't know, maybe James Harden's heart wasn't in the right place. It seemed like he underachieved, and he has underachieved in the playoffs. And that's what's going to be, you know, that's what's going to be put to the test here is the Rockets more than likely will have home court advantage throughout the playoffs, which I think makes them the favorites to win the championship, even though everybody on the planet thinks Golden State's a million times better than everybody else, including the 96 Bulls. Everybody just thinks that. Okay, not everybody, but a lot of people, particularly... Born, born in the 90s. They weren't watching basketball. They were getting born in the 90s, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, no offense. It's just a fact. <laughs> I can't. I, you can't help when you were born. But uh, so, again, just like I can't sit down and tell you everything about early 80s or late 70s basketball. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be an expert on that because I, I would defer to somebody that actually watched the games. I don't know. That's just how I roll. I think that's a better way to be. Uh, fun game in a sense, particularly in that fourth quarter and, and, and all that. It was fun. The Wolves brought themselves back in it. And I have to say this, uh, Derek Rose, he has the athleticism that he had before, uh, post injury with Chicago and into the New York Knicks and everything. He looked different. He looked timid. He looked kind of Terrell Brandon ish, uninspired, uninteresting to watch, but pretty much you're seeing that first step. You're seeing explosiveness. You're seeing a side of Derrick Rose that we haven't seen in years. Uh, has it really been there? I mean, I, I know he averaged 18 points a game with the New York Knicks last year. That's a pretty nice number when you consider what a drop-off uh, the MVP Derrick Rose was to the post-injury Derrick Rose, the post-two years of screwing around, whatever the heck that was. I know you don't want to come back, uh, you know, like you're still you're, you're, you're afraid of coming back too early and all that, but two years is way too long. This wasn't Teddy Bridgewater here, and God bless him, by the way, I'm worried about his future with the Jets right now and you sit down and uh, look at the look between the lines there. Uh, we'll talk we'll do another Purple Mafia fairly soon I'm guessing and talk about that. But no, Gorgie Zeng and Chris Paul kind of got into it a little bit. Did Gorgie even push Chris Paul? Maybe very lightly. But Chris Paul is a jerk. He is an absolute asshole. I, I cannot stand Chris Paul. I used to love him when he was with the uh, New Orleans Hornets years ago. He was feisty, he was excellent, but I mean, he, he wasn't as jackassy, and he just played the game, and he almost had the Spurs beat in the second round. I remember that years ago, the year the Wolves drafted a certain point guard who was a smaller guy, and we thought he could be the next Chris Paul, but unfortunately, yeah, okay, we passed on Northern Cal guy, who was actually North Carolina guy, but he's Northern Cal guy, <laughs> Steph Curry, ugh, I don't want to talk about that, so annoying, annoying conversation, um, but, uh, yeah, it was fun to watch Chris Paul back then, but ever since he went to the Clippers in his later days with the the, Pel- Pel- the Pella Hornets, the New Orleans Hornet Pelicans, he wasn't so... Uh, his his attitude continued to get worse and worse, and he became a tornado flop, like the forecaster would say, Marcus the Forecaster, former co-host of the show. Uh, things getting feisty, this and that. I barely pushed him, did uh, Gargi Zhang, and then Gerald Green comes over like... Like uh, Gorgie Zeng tried to take out the guy's knee. I mean, give me a break, Gerald Green. Come on. I I don't know what that was. Just trying to play this little tough guy image. You really think you're so tough, Gerald Green? I bet the whole team could whoop your ass. 
So I don't know. Yes, he's put on some muscle, but that was kind of uh, it was it was way too much. Like get this tough guy crap out of here, bro. And he got kicked out of the game, so that was nice. Nice athleticism from Gerald Green. This and that, though. I guess he just wanted to play enforcer in that little moment there. When years ago he was a little stick figure out there, he could who, who could float on air, which was nice. But uh, now he's put on a little muscle, so he's the toughest guy in the world, I guess. Uh, and dropping f bombs nonstop. I I don't know. I really don't think Gorgie Zhang was trying to injure anybody. I mean, he barely pushed the guy. Quite frankly, I think Chris Paul did his usual flop artist, and that's what Chris Paul is. Um, but with all this said, you have all these players on the Houston Rockets. Chris Paul who's had minimal success in the postseason, except for that very, very, very first playoff run with the uh, the Hornet Pelicans, the the Hornikins, the Hornikins, New Orleans Hornikins, if that's okay to say. I don't even know what that means, right? But um, ever since then, his playoff success has been minimal. Big choke jobs in the past as well. They had a nice comeback against the Memphis Grizzlies, but then uh, other series they lost to the Grizzlies. They never beat the Spurs ever. Uh, James Harden obviously just completely disappeared against the Miami Heat, dating back to the 2012 Finals. And years later, of course, with the Rockets and even into last season, it's like they just stopped playing. I mean, the Rockets were pretty good last year for the most part, and they just stopped playing. It was weird against the Spurs and they, him and uh, the the uh, coach formerly known as Mr. Pringles ever since he shaved the uh, Pringles mustache. He probably got tired of getting called that, right? Because he, he probably, he's probably heard it once in a while in his life. Uh, Mike D'Antoni, the Italian, the Italian coach there who Vince Germano is not a big fan of, obviously, uh, fellow Italian there in Vince Germano, not a big fan, obviously, because uh, D'Antoni, not a good fit for the Los Angeles Lakers years ago. It was a pretty much the worst fit, uh, not because it was like personality clash. It's just style, coaching style versus the personnel on the floor did not mesh. This does mesh. Uh, it's more of a run-and-gun style of a team. Minimal defense, but, well, they have certain players on the team that are good at defense. It helps make up for it. Obviously, Luke Richard Mamrute is good at defense. Uh, Capella is good at defense. Hilario can be when healthy. And uh, Gerald Green's the best defender in the world. Just ask him. Okay, maybe not. But you have Clint Capella, P.J. Tucker, so they make up for it with players like that. And then you got yourself a team that's about four and a half games ahead of the Golden State Warriors for home court advantage throughout the playoffs and into the NBA Finals. So uh, the Houston Rockets, to me, like them or hate them, I do not like Chris Paul. I James Harden, you know, he, he's he's gotten rid of some of those obnoxious uh, celebrations, though the whole cooking something up. That for some reason that one doesn't bug me at all. I I don't know what it is. I kind of like it a little bit. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of all the obnoxious celebrations. We've, we've heard me rant about uh, Steph Curry with that wiggle worm looking nonsense that he did like time and time again, particularly in that 73 win season when they thought they were on top of the world. And boy, they got a reality check right in their face, didn't they? Loved every second of that. Reality set in. <laughs> but um, I think reality is going to set in in a different way here where I think the, I, I think the Houston Rockets are a complete team. As long as Chris Paul, who gets hurt every 10 seconds, can stay healthy, the Houston Rockets could and should win the NBA championship this year. Um, I, I, I just, it was like last week or something. I, I always get this little thing this time of year when it's like I kind of get a real strong feeling about who's going to win the championship. Now, I'm not always right, but this time I think I am. Um, sometimes I just got a feeling like I got a feeling about the Cavaliers that one year and 
you know, like I, I could just sense the Warriors were too haughty. I had a feeling about the Cavaliers, and I ended up being very lucky, we'll say. Back in 2014, you could just feel it. You could just feel that the Spurs were pulling away and were in a class among themselves. And I think that's where the Houston Rockets are right now. I, I don't like what's going on with the Warriors, uh, and I'm, though I do like it, but I don't like it in terms of if you're trying to pick them to win a championship. I think, uh, I, I really believe this this uh, Houston Rockets team, if healthy, they can and will win the NBA championship. I think they're going to be playing the Toronto Raptors, too, the way things are going. I, I kind of think Toronto's going to have their day of glory uh, after a very, very disappointing season last year. Home court advantage in the Eastern Conference. The only team that can beat the Toronto Raptors is Cleveland, but they're nine games behind. Uh, Cleveland would have to pull a 1995 Rockets where they have like, this inferior record but still get the job done. And they stunned that that uh, San Antonio Spurs team in a big way. That was quite impressive. I remember Hakeem Olajuwon, who could forget the incredible post moves around David Robinson, just made the guy look like a fool. And David Robinson was one of the great defenders of all time. Yet, Hakeem Olajuwon, I mean, the post moves in that series, I mean, obviously he's one of the greatest post players that ever picked up a basketball with Hakeem Olajuwon. I mean, his post moves are legendary. Whether you whether you're 22 years old and just watch him on YouTube all day, and that's what that's the only thing you can see about Hakeem Olajuwon, or you actually saw it live. Regardless, you you have a pretty good awareness of what Hakeem Olajuwon could do in the post, uh, especially if you got to see it live because you got to see every little thing. So you get to see the strengths and the weaknesses of these players. And Hakeem Olajuwon was quite a special player. I really like that Rockets team. <laughs> this one, not really, but, uh, you know, there's certain players on this team. You, you know I love Clint Capella. Uh, <clears throat> Eric Gordon's kind of dropping off. Gosh, he played 30 minutes and only had five points in the game. Yeesh. Luke Richard Mamute outscored him. <laughs> Ryan Anderson can shoot in his sleep. I, I get sick of him, but it is what it is. I mean, I'm sick and tired of Ryan Anderson. He's always standing out there, just waiting for the ball. Oh, great. Nobody's near, anywhere near him, and of course it went in. And that's Ryan Anderson. He makes he literally could shoot threes in his sleep. I'm not even kidding. And that's pretty much what he did. Unconscious. That's where you come up with unconscious. Four of five from downtown. And that's all it took. Only five three-point attempts in the game, and he had still had 14 points. Points to <laughs> attempts ratio. 14.6 attempts to Ryan Anderson. I mean, hello? Hello? Nope. Nope. Yeah, see? Carl Anthony Towns, one of his weaker games in that category, though still shot well, but he, he only he only had two free throws made in the game. That's what hurt him. Uh, 15 attempts and 20 points for Carl. Nemanja, 10 and 15 there in terms of that. Jeff Teague, extremely efficient. 15, or excuse me, 23 points to only 11 attempts because he made 10 free throws. Talk about efficient. Jeff Teague was awesome in this Houston game. And of course, Derek Rose showing incredible athleticism in that fourth quarter. Played almost 20 minutes and at 14 points. Uh, nice setup to Carl Anthony Towns along the way. Jamal Crawford even at 20 points. It was an inspiring, entertaining, fun fourth quarter. And the good part is, see, Derek Rose is taking on a role. He could play any position. Well, he, he could play either guard position. And you saw some interesting small ball out there with Jeff Teague, Jamal Crawford, and Derek Rose. And, or occasionally, if not Teague, you'd see Tyus Jones, who had very minimal minutes in the game. Jeff Teague was playing awesome in the entire game. Field goal percentage, not the best, but still. I mean, he got to the line and he even had 11 assists and 6 rebounds. He was just a strong overall night for Jeff Teague. Very entertaining. And I did talk about that you need... This type of game from these guys, Carl, Jeff, and Andrew, to have to have a chance to beat the Rockets, and well, it kept them in the game, and they did have a chance to beat the Rockets, but unfortunately, Houston just too good. They're just too good, and they're beating everybody this year. 
I, you know, I, I just keep coming back and saying it. They're going to win it all, unfortunately, uh, if you want it or not. Um, and I'm looking at a Hakeem Olajuwon jersey right now, and that's the real Houston Rockets jersey. It's not that stupid new one they had in the mid-'90s. You know, some people like that for the creativity. It, it had that mid-'90s look, the creativity with the rocket and the stripes and all that. But if you want the Houston Rockets, man, I want that red with a with a with a golden trim, and and of course you know of course the white print, whatever. But the gold trim, that goldish yellow trim, it is the best, and I love their logo. That's the Houston Rockets to me. This new stuff is boring as hell, and the one in the mid '90s was slightly better. But the one before that, when the Rockets won it in 90, uh, 94, 95, those two years, 93, 94, 94, 95, you get the idea there. Uh, and, of course, many years before that, I love those jerseys so much. So that's the Rockets to me. Fun, entertaining game. Nemanja was a factor like he always has been now since he's become a starter. Very overall strong game, entertaining, and very encouraging seeing Derrick Rose out there. And it makes me say... I want to bring the guy back. I like Derrick Rose. And if he could just leave and stay healthy. But yes, you saw the same athleticism and explosiveness against the Los Angeles Clippers. Okay, wrong thing. It's Los Angeles. It's LA Clippers. We saved Los Angeles only for the Lakers, and I keep doing that. But you saw the same athleticism from Derrick Rose in a pretty fun, easy win for the Wolves as they would pull away against the, the LA Clippers. Now, of course, the Rockets game was uh, March the 18th, Sunday, March the 18th, Tuesday, March the 20th, the Clippers game, 123-109 in Target Center. The Wolves come back. Well, obviously, they came home against the yeah, Rockets as well. Not a bad game for the Wolves at all. In fact, very fun. Uh, they kind of screwed around for a little while. But then into the second quarter, into the third, the Wolves just pulled away. And we don't have to say bleep the third quarter. We're doing it to the other teams now, and it feels good. Overall, fun, entertaining game if you're a Wolves fan and not so much if you're a Clippers fan. They kind of basically... <laughs> but what's, what's annoying, though, is, again, how... Mr. Thibodeau just refuses to take the starters out when the Wolves are way ahead and the Clippers had already given up. They bring in the end of their bench and everything, and Thibodeau just leaves the starters in there. Like, why is Carl playing almost 41 minutes in the game? Awesome night and everything, 30 points and all that. He had, he had 18 rebounds against the Rockets. I'd still say he was like pretty much a, one of the stronger players this week. Jeff Teague, 20 points, 12 assists in the game. Incredibly efficient. Andrew Wiggins was awesome in this Clipper game. Uh, 27 points. His efficiency, his aggressiveness. He was very, very solid, and you want to see more and more of Andrew Wiggins out there. Um, not the sexiest numbers in terms of he got no assists, only three rebounds, but he had three blocks in the game as well. And here's the thing. He made all five of his free throws, which has been almost impossible for him. He made four of five from downtown. I mean, that's efficient, baby. Uh, awesome night for Andrew Wiggins, I'd have to say. All three of these guys had a great week. Carl, Andrew, and Jeff Jeff Teague, of course. Jamal Crawford with another 20-point effort. But again, Derek Rose, you're seeing that athleticism that wasn't there. He only played six and a half minutes, and he tweaked his ankle. And, and you just could kind of see this coming because it seems like he's always ramming into people and slipping and all that. And two feet collided, and Derek Rose ended up turning his ankle, tweaking it a bit. Hopefully, it's nothing too serious. And it didn't look like it. I mean... I just hope it doesn't slow him down and all that, and he's able to get back out there and play again. It's crazy to think you didn't see Aaron Brooks, uh, MGH, Marcus Georges Hunt, or Cole Aldrich until the last second. In Cole's case, Aaron Brooks and Marcus, no playing time at all. You'd think they'd get some playing time in that fourth quarter when the Wolves were just kind of paralleling with the Clippers anyway. Tyus Jones, another scoreless game. Kind of weird. So Tyus Jones, very, very, very quiet week. And no disrespect to him or anything. Obviously, he's still kind of running the offense out there, but he's ultimately not the guy picking up the assist. 
Uh, Gorgi Zhang, very quiet week, though. Whew, very quiet week. Tyus and Gorgi, uh, they did not have a good week in terms of statistics. They were just kind of uh, quiet, and I'm sure they're getting frustrated with the minutes they're getting. Uh, Nemanja with his worst game in a while offensively, only two points, six attempts to, but he did manage to get eight rebounds in the game and was still a factor defensively like he always is. Carl, 30 and 9. He did not get a double-double, which is pretty rare, but Jeff Teague gets another one, the 20-point, 12-assist night. An overall fun game in which the Wolves pulled away and you saw some excitement, some encouragement here and there. And, you know, it, it's just the kind of game when you win it and you get that much closer to making the playoffs and the Wolves have ensured themselves their first <laughs> their first non-losing season in forever since, uh, since the last time they missed the playoffs. They had a... They had a winning season that year, but they didn't make the playoffs. The Wolves have their 41st victory at this stage. Ten games above 500 and stuck at 7th place in the Western Conference because things are so tight. Only three games behind the Trailblazers. Uh, one game behind the Spurs. Thank you very much for blowing that one. New Orleans and San... Uh, who would it be? Oh, Portland and San Antonio. Well, if Kawhi comes back, I don't know. But Portland's been playing so well. They, they should get to the second round this year. New Orleans versus the... The Pelicans, that's an error, versus the uh, Thunder, excuse me. Utah and Houston. Minnesota's tied with Utah. Denver's only two games behind the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Utah Jazz. So, very tight. Uh, the Wolves pushed the Clippers three games behind. And then the Lakers, Vince Germano's, Stu Bantz's, Kalen Woods's Lakers, stuck at 31 wins on the season. They've lost a couple in the row. But they, uh, the major stat here is that the Houston Rockets, four and a half games ahead of the Golden State Warriors, which I think is good enough, I think. I think it's good enough. They have their 58th win. And the last time the Houston Rockets won the NBA championship, or the first time they won, excuse me, they had 58 wins. The second time they had 48 wins when they were quite the underdog and they burned through everybody. It was quite impressive in 94-95, sweeping the Orlando Magic. The upstart, the upstart, hotter than hot Orlando Magic were pretty much butt-whooped and taken to school in that series by Hakeem Olajuwon and the Houston Rockets. Quite impressive. Sam Castell, all those guys. And the last time they ever wore those jerseys, <laughs> at least on a regular basis. Oh, I miss those jerseys so much. Look at me talking about jerseys. But um, it wasn't the best week for the Wolves, but an encouraging win over the LA, over the LA Clippers. The, can I say this? Yeah, uh, the uh, Alpha Wolf Award for this week. I got to give it to Jeff Teague. He had an awesome week. He's really responded well. Uh, Derek Rose coming into the lineup and all that. And you're seeing a Jeff Teague that looks freaking awesome. I mean, he looks so good. Um, and he's playing well with Derek Rose, too. You're not seeing, like, lack of chemistry. You're seeing improved chemistry with this team. The Derek Rose addition could be very helpful. And I like what I've seen so far. Great energy. And the fans seem to really enjoy it as well against the Rockets. And in the short, short stint before the freaking ankle tweak against the Clippers. But the awesome athleticism and quickness. First step. Stuff out of Derek Rose you don't see very often anymore. And it's you're seeing it. And uh, guys out there that were defending him. Good job. <laughs> good job. Yes, you're getting a sitting ovation because if... Okay, I'll stand up. Here you go. Here's your standing ovation. Ugh, there, I'm putting my, my hands too close to the mic there. Probably driving you crazy. But uh, overall, great week for Derek Rose. Uh, he's like a... He's like a... I don't know. He, he's got that little extra in him, and it's nice to see it again. And boy, I wouldn't mind keeping him... <laughs> if, if he can stay healthy and keep his attitude in the right place and all that, I wouldn't mind keeping Derek Rose. And I mean stay healthy in terms of like freaking freak injury type stuff. That seems to be what's bitten the guy forever, and it's a shame. So if he can stay away from freak injuries and keep showing this athleticism and this energy, 
long as he's not looking for a $100 million contract or something and a starting role, I would not mind keeping Derrick Rose. Uh, I like the way Jeff Teague, though, has definitely stepped up, and he's been awesome this week. That's where he gets the Alpha Wolf Award. The Flynn Memorial, it's going to go to Gorgie and Tyus, and I don't mean it in a mean way. Just a very quiet week, and I have to give it to somebody. So, not been a factor offensively. It's going to go more to Gorgie, I think, because Tyus still leads the way and all that. Gorgie is going to get it more than Tyus. Um, very quiet offensively, but Tyus still has that presence out there, which is, you know, it still means something, even though the numbers certainly didn't reflect it. And that's kind of what Tyus Jones has been most of the time. He doesn't get great numbers, but he... But he he, his, his game is, is better than his numbers reflect. Gorgie very quiet this week. And uh, I don't know. Well, he got a technical foul. So he did help spark the Wolves and all that. But still, overall, he's not been so good of late. And it's kind of a shame. So there it is. Let's wrap this up. we got four games to preview. Let's get to work right after this. Hey, Derek Rose. Stay healthy. Keep your attitude in the right place. And you got yourself a deal, young man. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two. We got four games to preview, so let's get our asses in gear here. March the 23rd, tonight, the Minnesota Timberwolves head to MSG, and we don't mean monsodium glucomate, though it might as well be. Gives you heartburn and raises your blood pressure whenever we freaking lose there, because it's like, how can you lose to this bleeping team? And the Wolves always lose there, but maybe not tonight. Just, just don't lose tonight, okay? East Coast little swing here, back-to-back. The next day, of course, March 24th. Happy 38th. 38th birthday to Paul Tuniver's Canav, close friend of mine who had moved to Seattle back in 2013. Always talked about him on Timberwolves Explosion and other shows, Purple Mafia and all that. Obviously, you know, knew him for quite a while and then moved to, uh, met him in 98. Yeah. Uh, first started hanging out with him after, you know, after work, whatever. We were, we met at a job, whatever. <laughs> good, good guy. Um, but uh, happy 38th birthday all these years later. And he moved to Seattle. Now he's moved to the New Jersey area. So, cool. Uh, Jersey City, yes. So, New Jersey's just a nice view from the apartment from, uh, of, uh, you, you could see Manhattan and all that. Pretty impressive. So, yeah, New York Knicks and Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, goody. So, these won't be easy games, but winnable, winnable. Uh, you got the unicorn. You got uh, Jeff Hornacek with all those goofy smirks on his face all the time. Tim Hardaway Jr., Enos Cantor, Michael Beasley, yeah. Well, Michael Beasley's doing okay for himself, averaging about 13 points a game. Courtney Lee's still around. He's been hanging around forever. Still can make 40% from beyond the arc. Beasley only shoots about a three a game, but about 41%, so not bad. Courtney Lee again in the, in the low 40s there. Trey Burke, a guy who's been in and out of the league and injured and this and that. Well, not really in and out of the league, but kind of pushed down at the end of benches and stuff. He's, he's had a couple games, but he's only played 26 games for the New York Knicks. Missed a lot of time, averaging about 10 points off the bench. So it's a bunch of guys who'd be backups throughout the league. Jared Jack, wow, still hanging around. He's he's <laughs> he's averaging about a half a game out there. Wow, what a minute, what a mess, huh? Willie Gomez. Oh my god. Lance Thomas. Isaiah Hicks. Ramon Sessions is still alive. He's played 13 games for the Knicks this year. Doug McDermott. Doug McDermott, double D there. Yes, nice uh, factor off the bench on occasion, seven points a game. 
What the hell is this team? Well, they have the Unicorn. Yeah, let's talk about the Unicorn. Obviously, Tim Hardaway Jr. is making making, uh, making well for himself as well. About 17.5 points a game in the 50 games he's played. A lot of guys have missed time, and things are just kind of what they are there. New York Knicks have won only two out of their last five. They've lost to Dallas. Ugh, they lost to Philly. Not too surprising. Beat Charlotte, who beat the freaking Memphis Grizzlies by 61 points last night. I don't even, I don't even know. I can't even go there. Uh, Wayne Hunt, Hank McCoy, that's his team. Uh, well, um, well, I, I, you know, I'm at a loss of that one. Uh, Charlotte's not even that good. Uh, of course, Mr. Dwight Howard's had a nice year there, but he usually does well in his first year with his new team, and then after that, we'll see. Uh, the Knicks beat uh, new, uh, Chicago pretty soundly, 110 to 92. Wow, that's pretty crazy. And then got crushed by Miami by 20, 21 points. They will play the Wolves next, of course, tonight. Madison Square Garden, Przinski, Przingis averaging about 23 points a game. He's Mr. Do-Everything, defense, athleticism, even setting other players up on occasion. Big-time shot blocker, almost two and a half blocks a game. He's only averaging 32 minutes as well, but yeah, he's able to do all that. He's been incredible. Um, one of the better players in the league. The Knicks are 20 games under 500. The Wolves... Do not need to sit down and sleep and let this be a trap game for them. This has got to be a win. I mean, you've got to beat this Knicks team tonight. If you're serious about being a, a contender in the playoffs, there's too many teams breathing down your neck. You cannot afford to lose this game. I have virtually no confidence the Wolves will win in Philadelphia because for some reason it's a terrible matchup, and obviously Philadelphia is getting a lot better and all that. This is a must-win game for the Timberwolves. I will pick a win in this one to keep things short. Carl Anthony Towns needs to go out and get his. Jeff T, continue what you're doing. Would be really nice to see uh, Mr. Uh, Andrew Wiggins keep doing what he's been doing. Keep stroking that three. Very beautiful effort against the LA Clippers. You want to continue to see more and more aggressiveness, but also that beautiful catch and shoot, which is which is there in Andrew Wiggins' arsenal. Uh, he's ever capable of raising that three-point percentage, and we've seen it before. Catch and shoot, none of that forced-up crap. Just uh, set him up well, and he'll he'll <laughs> he'll he'll get the job done. If you're gonna put the ball on the floor, attack the basket. Don't force up goofy fadeaways from long long two and all that. It's just garbage, and nobody wants to see that. They're not going in. Um, at, least, at least most of the time, they're not. Some of those uh, pull up jumpers, uh, I like what I see there on occasion. But Andrew Wiggins, let's see that aggressiveness and that, and of course, a little bit of uh, catch and shoot three as well. And make your damn free throws, and the Wolves should be just fine in this game. I expect Andrew Wiggins to get the mid-20s. Carl, same thing. Maybe he'll have a 30-point game. I wouldn't be too surprised. But Jeff Teague, I think Teague is going to continue what he's been doing. I've loved what I've seen out of Jeff Teague. And I would not be surprised to see him bring it to Madison Square Garden as well. I like the Wolves' chances. Um, I forgot to look at the matchup overall. But I will pick the Wolves to win the game. Something along the likes of 115 to 103, something like that. I think the Wolves win the game. Carl and Andrew, though, lead, leading the way, but I expect uh, a lot of a, a lot out of Jeff Teague tonight. Uh, Minnesota did beat the Knicks by 10 points back on January the 12th, and I expect something similar tonight, maybe slightly closer. And if the Wolves lose this game, it's just like, oh, you idiots. Do not lose this game. That's all i got to say, because I don't like our chances the next night against the Philadelphia 76ers. March the 24th, again, happy birthday, Paul Caniff. Paul Tuniver's Caniff. Philadelphia 76ers are 11 games above 500, 41 and 30. Slightly better than the Wolves. Joel Embiid, well, this is it, Carl. This is it. <clears throat> Come on, Carl. Let's see what you can do. Yeah, I expect Carl Anthony Towns to score 35 points against the Philadelphia 76ers. 35 points. 
This is it, Carl. This is it. This is your time to do it. Well, put it this way. Carl is either going to get 35 points and 16 rebounds, or he's going to get 18 points and 9 rebounds. And the Wolves get beat pretty soundly by the Philadelphia 76ers. If Carl gets 35 points, though, I think it's going to be really close, and the Wolves have an ever-capable opportunity to win the game. Ben Simmons, wipe that smirk off your face. Hopefully that's just uh, hopefully that's just uh, how you look and it's not like uh, any of that arrogance going on. I'm surprised Ben Simmons isn't a three-point guy. He has not made a three-pointer this season. That's kind of strange, isn't it? Isn't that weird? Especially in this day and age, that's all people do is shoot threes. Freaking Joel Embiid shoots threes. Three and three and a half a game. Yeah, Ben Simmons averages a three-point attempt one out of every ten games. Okay, uh, he sucks at the free throw line, too. He's worse than Wiggins, 57%, yet he's 54% from the floor. Weird. Uh, ben Simmons, you're weird, man. You're weird. About eight rebounds, eight assists, though. That's not weird. Two two steals, almost uh, about uh, just under a block a game. Ben Simmons is kind of a Mr. Do-Everything except make free throws and three-pointers, I guess. Ben, you're weird, man. You're a weird guy, Ben Simmons. Joel Embiid is a star. If he can stay healthy, he's missed 10 games this year, but if he can stay healthy, the guy's an absolute stud. I mean, you, I, I love Joel Embiid. He's, he's without a doubt an all-star in this league. Two blocks, 11 rebounds, 23, 24 points a game. Sarich is a nice factor. Covington is a nice factor. These are just solid role players to go along. And J.J. Redick has been scorching the net once again like he always had in the past. 41% and about 17 points a game. Just kind of does his thing. Catch and shoot, catch and shoot, and a little athleticism thrown in. you got to love a lot of the role players on this team. Uh, Markel Fultz, she basically even got to, barely knew he existed this year. Only four games, unfortunately. Another rookie injury situation. Jalil Okafor off to the Brooklyn Nets, so the hell with him, right? <laughs> Trevor Booker taken by the Nets years ago, now on the 76ers, and he's just, he's down there on the bench, way down there. You don't really think about him too much, but he, he'll have a game or two here and there, but he's a factor. Other guys missing games throughout the season, Stoskis and such, uh, non-factors. So Jared Bayless is still playing, man. All kinds of familiar names here. Marco Bellinelli, of course, can make the three on occasion, blah, blah, blah. I can go on forever. I don't need to go on and talk about every single player on the roster. It's a bad matchup for the Wolves, and I do think the Philadelphia 76ers will, will win the game. That's why you've got to win, and I mean, you've got to beat the Knicks tonight if you're going to make the playoffs. I mean, it's games like this. You have to beat, you have to beat these teams. Um... The Wolves' schedule is getting easier, but this one right here is not the easy game. This is the hard one. I think the Wolves should go 3-1 and one this week, and this is the one. Uh, I think the Sixers are going to take down the Wolves tonight, unfortunately. Uh, Joel Embiid is going to have a huge game, 30-plus points, this and that. Ben Simmons is obnoxious at times. Just well, not, not, I don't mean that in a bad way. He's just, he's just you know, he's, he's, he's a tough matchup. He's a tough... Tough to deal with. Uh, Sixers beat the Wolves 118-112 back on the 12th of December. And, of course, that was what woke up Carl Anthony Towns was the old Instagram battle. You know, I don't even have an Instagram account. I opened it for, like, a couple seconds and got bored and, and deleted everything. Just, I don't care, you know. I just can't get into it. Um, it woke up Carl Anthony Towns, but, again, I, I'm expecting something like 35 points from Carl. And that's how the Wolves would win the game as Carl just goes off and, of course, gets help from the Jeff Teagues and the Andrew Wigginses of the world. Hopefully Derrick Rose is back and ready to go, and we could use him, particularly in this back-to-back situation, some extra minutes from, from him versus, uh, you know, somebody else out there. But, yeah, we, I keep forgetting our coaches. That guy doesn't give a rat's ass. So we played three games in a row, back-to-back-to-back games. Everybody would still play 40 minutes and other guys would run on the bench. 
It's so stupid. God, come on, come on, Tom. You're better than that. Tom's a smart guy, but then there's certain things like that. This isn't the Super Nintendo where, you know, back the Super Nintendo, uh, NBA Jam or whatever, or, or not NBA Jam, but uh, NBA Live 95 or whatever the heck they called it, where guys don't even get tired. You know, you can just play them the whole game. You know, and I love Super Nintendo, but I'm just saying, guys get tired. This is, they're, they're human beings. They're not video games. So, yeah, give, sit them down a little bit. Come on, Tom, especially in back-to-back. So, like, like, you know, just shave off, like, five minutes from somebody. Is it that much to ask? Unless he's having an awesome game, then I, I understand. The Wolves will not win the game, though. I'm going to pick, like, 115, 110, 115, 105, 100, whatever. I think Philadelphia's going to pull away and win the game. Might even be a 15-point win for the Sixers. It's just a bullcrap matchup. I don't like it. Joel Embiid's going to get, like, 30 and 16 and, like, four blocks. Hey, that's just Joel Embiid. He's a stud. And I, I I love what he brings, but I hate when he beats us. So that's what's going to happen. The Philadelphia Sixers will win the game, and we will move on now. <laughs> Let's keep going. Memphis. Well, it's not if we're going to win the game. It's how many we're going to win by. Um, they're 19 and 53 on the season. And their record means nothing to me because you got to win the flipping you got to win the flipping game. Just you, you got to win the game. You cannot come out lay an egg against the Memphis Grizzlies and Target Center and tell me you're a playoff team. You know what? And again, the whole 61 point game, throw it out the window. That's one game. Watch this team come back and beat you at home. As as much as they're tanking, as disinterested as they are, Tyreek Evans is leading you in scoring. That's the first problem. Tyreek Evans, that's like Isaiah Ryder. He's basically Isaiah Ryder in 2018. You know, he'll score, he'll get some numbers. But he's, you know, he's not he's not a winning type of player. He's not. Uh, Jermichael Green has tortured us in the past. Oh, my God, so has Marcus Sowell. God, why do I have this weird, creepy feeling in my head? Oh, my God. 26th of March, Monday, the 26th of March. Why do I have this feeling? Minnesota Timberwolves, <clears throat> do not, and I mean do not let your guard down against this team. If you have to beat them by 61, do it. Because... The Memphis Grizzlies always beat the Wolves, and it's obnoxious. It drives me nuts. Way back on, well, not way back, but on December the 4th, we finally played our first game against this team, and the, the Memphis Grizzlies beat the Wolves by three in a low-scoring 95-92 point game. Um, I expect another lower-scoring game. Carl, get to work, buddy. Upper 20s, Andrew, something like that. This, is, this could be one of those games where you need Derrick Rose to go out and get 20 points. Just something to kind of finish things off. Luckily, the Wolves play at home in this game and on the 9th of April, where the Wolves hopefully will win this season series. This is the kind of year you got to win the season series. Memphis is terrible right now. They're in the lottery. They're not playing hard, this and that. Uh, Marcus Stoll still averaging what he does. He's the same guy as he's always been. I mean, I don't even need to go over it. Good defensive player who can score and is physical and can drive you crazy down low and he's tortured Carl Anthony Towns in the past. I expect a big game from Todd Gibson. I, I think Todd Gibson's going to have one of those 18-point, 12-rebound type of games, 20-point type of games. I, I think Todd Gibson's a huge factor in this game. And, and uh, even Ogorgi Jeng, possibly. Um, you're going to need help from these other, from both of these big men that are, that are more of role players than the team stars, this and that. Uh, Carl, obviously, you want to have that big game. But if he's struggling out there, somebody else has to step up. If he's struggling against this team, which he always has, and it's driven me absolutely nuts. Uh, he's going to need help from Jeff Teague, Andrew Wiggins, guys like that. But I think this is a Taj Gibson type game. I, I think Taj is going to be one of the main factors in, the, in a Wolves victory. And I think Minnesota does win the game. Maybe Jamal Crawford goes up for goes off for 25 off the bench. Something crazy like that. 
It could be something along those lines. But I think the Wolves will win the game. <laughs> Graciously. 100. The Wolves are going to score 100 points against the Grizzlies. Yes! 100. And I know the Charlotte Hornets scored 140 against the Grizzlies yesterday. But again, throw that out the window. It's one game. I don't trust the Wolves against the Masters Grizzlies enough to say, we're going to win 120 to 80. Easy win. 40 points. Ah! Memphis sucks. They're not even trying. No, it's going to be a different game. 100 to 88. <laughs> we're going to only win by 12 points. And even that, I feel nervous saying. But I, I, I think the Grizzlies are, I think they are lacking effort. They don't care. But the but the Wolves, will, I, I'm afraid that it's going to be kind of a struggle out there. They're going to want to play better. Will be the, uh, the uh, Grizzlies, they'll, they'll play the Los Angeles Lakers in between now and then. Will Memphis. 149. I can't even fathom that. They haven't given up an, an, an immoral amount of points lately. They did keep Denver down to 94, which that's a tough loss for the Denver Nuggets on the 17th there last week. Um, they have been giving up ungodly points lately. I'm just scared. I can't pick anything higher, man. 188. Minnesota's going to win the game. We're going to keep the Grizzlies way down, hopefully. It's their scores are all over the place. Okay, 105, 105 to 91, 105, 91. Minnesota wins the game. A little bit better. Okay, we're gonna score a little more. We're gonna get 105 against the Grizzlies and beat them. Yeah, let's move on. Four games to preview. Atlanta Hawks, the coolest jerseys ever. Well, not ever. The coolest jerseys ever were the Dominique era Atlanta Hawks. That's right, the 80s ended like about 92-ish when they started to change it, and they started to change the jersey every year, practically. They're only 30 games under 500. a team that made the playoffs several years in a row, kind of like the Wolves years ago. They made the playoffs all those years in a row, and then down they went, just like the Atlanta Hawks now. Wednesday, the 28th of March, we're wrapping up the previous segment with this one. Atlanta tied with Orlando in that Southeast Division, which Washington is hanging on to a lead over Miami. He's got a winning record, huh? Weird. Uh, Dennis Schrader leading the way in scoring, but this is, a again, a game you cannot lose. you got to sweep the Hawks this year. Well, actually, no, we're not going to sweep the Hawks because we freaking peed down our leg on the 29th of January. I remember that now. I thought we beat them, but no, nope, that was that was last year, I think. Ah, lousy game. Um, you got to split with this team. No excuse. Dennis Schrader can score this and that, but he's inconsistent, and he's just, you know, he's not the kind of guy you necessarily want leading your team in scoring. Obviously, the talent's there. I won't deny that. There's talent, and there's a lot of talent from the guy. But he's not that good. Um, he's really not. Um, he, he's not the guy you want leading the way, necessarily. His shooting percentage is eh, you know. His overall field goal percentage is a little bit under 44. That's not that bad, but he can't make three-pointers at a, at a very high clip. Last time around, Jimmy Butler led the Wolves in scoring in a game where a lot of guys were awful. And Carl Anthony Towns didn't get the ball at all down the stretch, um, and he was kind of, it seemed like he was kind of timid also. It's just, you look at this, you're going to need a way, way, way better game from Carl, and you're going to need a lot more focus offensively towards Carl. I don't know what the Wolves' problem was in this game. Jeff Teague, yeah, that's right. That, that I knew it was Jeff Teague related, that he sucked hard in the game. And yeah, this is where he just, he just died out there. I mean, he managed to get 10 assists, about 1 of 12, and he looked like he did not care. Jeff Teague, let's go. 18 points, 9 assists. Come on, Jeff, you can do, you can do that. Carl... Let's go from this eight field goal attempts. Six of eight, by the way. That's pretty efficient. And still managed to get 13 rebounds in 32 minutes. And he wasn't even in foul trouble. Three three fouls in the game. So I expect a way different game this time around from the Wolves. The Wolves will split with the Hawks this year. No excuse. Zero excuse to lose this game. Zero excuse. 
You could not have a 1 of 12 game from Jeff Teague. Po- attempts to points ratio from Jeff Teague in that game. 12 attempts, 2 points. I mean, what? The flying fiddlesticks. <laughs> yeah, you know what I meant. You know. I can't say it. I can't do it. That's just it's just not good, right? Yeah. The, <laughs> the Wolves are going to win the game, bottom line. No excuse, man. I mean, Torian Prince, Ken Bazemore. Okay, we're happy for you. The Wolves are going to win the game, okay? I mean, look at these players. You cannot get swept by this team. <laughs> and if the Wolves lose to the Hawks, I hope they miss, miss the playoffs. I do. I hope. I'll be rooting against the Wolves. If they lose to Memphis or Atlanta this week, I'll be rooting against this team the rest of the way. Okay, kind of. I'm Not really. Not really. But I will say they don't deserve to be a playoff team. And if they do make it, they'll just get swept by Houston or Golden State, if that's the case. If you lose a game like that, you're going to be stuck with Houston or Golden State, and you'll deserve that fate. It's just, you know, do not lose to these teams. You've got to win both of them. Let's wrap things up. Let's get their 40-whatever wins, and, and let's uh, get ready. Unfortunately, we don't get any home court. That's unlikely to happen because the stupid Blazers went ape bleep. But what what do you do? I mean, that was on us. we got to go ape bleep once in a while. Minnesota's going to win the bleeping game. Uh, Atlanta's last five, they've won one out of their last five, only beat the Jazz in a low-scoring game. Otherwise, they've given up just colossal points. Other than, um, They did go only give up 105 recently to Sacramento, but they still lost by 15. Yet 119 to Oklahoma, 129 to Charlotte, 122 to Milwaukee. That's too much. The Wolves need to crush this team. Stop screwing around. Wolves need to win 120, something like that. I, I think it's going to be a blowout. 120 to 98. Minnesota's going to win by 22 points. Carl's going to get 20-something, whatever. I expect to see certain guys off the bench in this one. Tom Thibodeau. Let's see some guys play off the bench more in this game. Tyus Jones is going to have a nice little game. Jeff Teague, I think, will have a solid rebound. 18.9 assist type game. I have loved the way Jeff's been playing. Um, Derek Rose, hopefully, again, if healthy, will be out there getting the job done. Uh, Gorgie Zhang played very well against Atlanta. Uh, clearly, the big men have an easy time against this team. There's not much of a threat down low. Carl and Taj and and Gorgie need to all go to town against this team. I think Carl's going to get 25-ish. He's not going to have a huge, like, 35-point game unless Tom DeBello doesn't take him out. That's when he would, basically. And he just figures ride him out and let the Wolves thrash this Hawks team. But is it really worth it? Somebody going down to the ankle or something. So, But uh, clearly, down low. Guys are having an easy time. Wiggins actually had a pretty solid game against the Hawks as well. One of his better ones, but again, an awful game that the Wolves should have won back in January. So with that, we'll wrap up this segment. Wolves go 3-1 and one this week. Get that record to 44 wins and keep moving from there, hopefully, into bigger and better things. Um, well, it was 10 games remaining, so that would cut it down to 6 remaining. Yep, wow. Time is moving quickly. The Wolves will be a playoff team this year. If they take care of business against these yucky teams, and there's no excuse for that, you gotta get the job done. Don't bleep around. You got uh... okay. That's the end of March already. Okay, then you got Dallas at Dallas. Well, we'll see what happens next Friday. We'll talk about that then. Until until next week, we'll worry about that uh, when the time comes. We'll cross that bridge when we get there, as Mike Zimmer would say. Let's come back for some fan interaction right after this.
and we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. Fan interaction segment, I think it's going to be fairly brief, especially the Twitter account at least. At uh, Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion is the Twitter account. Please do give that a follow if you could. want to thank Vince Germano and then Tanae and Levi Brown for retweeting the recent show, episode 225, Golden Capital Towns. So thank you very much, guys, for retweeting the link to the previous show. Other than that, we move forward. They also retweeted Purple Mafia Free Agent Frenzy. Thank you for that. And it shows up on here because it's like a highlight, I guess. Because, yeah, I'm following my own Twitter account. <laughs> but that's just for the hell of it. Nothing not following the Purple Mafia account. But, well, that's for that reason. You know, you can kind of keep up with highlights or whatever if need be. Um, and then you kind of get some related people to all the Twitter accounts. And, God, I hate this thing. Why is it refreshing? <laughs> Flips Army, we'll talk to Flips Army first here. Give a shout out to them. Flips Army Facebook page, encourage you to join that in-game threads and uh, ongoing conversation and such involving the Timberwolves and hopefully not other teams, but we'll see where things go there. I got a feeling this is going to be real quiet. Uh, Yep, that Andrew Wiggins thing was on the last show, March 11th. I got a feeling this is going to be uber quiet. Um, Yes, it is. That's it. Holy cow, nothing this week. Real quiet. That's rare. Oh, man. Usually we get at least a couple, but a real quiet week, apparently, with fan interaction. So I could have almost kept this a two-segment show, but no, we'll, we'll keep it here. Again, going to give a quick shout-out to the, uh, well, obviously, I'm on the sportsstuff.com, but let's talk about the courtside podcast, of course. Wayne Hunt, Vince Germano, Stu Benson. Wayne Hunt is a Memphis fan. Vince Germano, Stu Benson are Laker fans. So thank you guys very much. Uh Apparently, the Timberwolves Explosion show here is courtside approved, and the courtside podcast is Timberwolves Explosion approved. No matter, even though mine probably doesn't mean as much because my show's probably not as big as yours, but who knows? <laughs> we, we we both love. Yeah, it's just a wonderful show. Can't stop loving your show, guys, and God bless you. Uh, thank you. Uh, do check it out on iTunes or Podbean. iTunes or Podbean. The whole uh, premium thing is is done and dusted, as they say in Australia, at, at this moment. So it's nothing. You have to worry about there, but you can also, again, you can listen to it on iTunes or Podbean. Podbean is for Android devices, and of course, uh, well, and it could be for uh, Apple devices as well. Otherwise, iTunes is simpler if you have an Apple device. Otherwise, uh, again, Double Twist also mirrors iTunes for Android devices, but since it's on Podbean, you got that too. Uh, so maybe one day this show will also be on Podbean. We'll, we'll see what happens, though. I, I don't know if I could put it on multiple things or not, but of course... I'd like to join the Courtside Network at some point as well. I've been screwing around with that. And again, want to thank Hank McCoy once again for creating this logo, this new logo for Timberwolves Explosion. And then uh, Levi Brown for helping me uh, get it to the right size so HipCast would be able to put it up on iTunes. There was about a good month or so there where uh, all you saw was a HipCast logo for Timberwolves Explosion where people might have thought I quit the show. No. This show's not going to quit. It's not going anywhere. Um, I would have to lose my mind or something, or the NBA would have to offend me so deeply, which they're working on very strongly of late, the last two or three years. Oh, they're working that way. But I'm still hanging in. Uh, I still love this team, and luckily the Wolves haven't done, haven't made as much noise as some of the other players and coaches in the NBA. It's just I'm tired of it. Let's just I, I just want to watch basketball and not hear about that. If you want to watch CNN or Fox News, to get your politics, or Michael Savage, or Infowars, or whatever, or NPR, God forbid, go ahead and uh, go do that. When I want to watch basketball, let's just watch basketball. You know, let politics be politics, and basketball be basketball. 
you can have your views, but I don't know. I wish they would just go have their views somewhere else on like CNN or something. You know what I mean? That's that's just my point of view. Go ahead and tell me to shut my mouth, and I'm who, who am I to tell them what to say or do? But and yeah, who who am I to tell them what to say or do? But at the same time, I don't know. Me personally, as a fan, as a customer, so to speak, at a bare minimum, owning cable TV, I'm paying for something because t- the TV contract. Hello, hello. TV contract had a little bit to do with these guys' salary increase the last couple of years. So <clears throat> if you're going to keep spouting off, I'm not going to watch. So <laughs> I'm not going to watch uh, TNT or ESPN when there's a uh, national broadcast. I'm not going to watch that. That's where the real big bucks are, not from the Fox Sports uh, channels. That's like general dollars, but the big bucks are the national ones. And if you're going to keep spouting off your political views, I can turn it off. I, I can elect to do that, and that's what the NFL fans did as well. So that's just my little two cents here at the end of the show. Um, and when that keeps happening, and we have every right to do that, Dennis Green once said, the Minnesota Vikings coach, you know what's great about America? Everybody has an opinion. You know what I mean? But you know what's also great? You don't have to listen to them, and that's the great part. Nobody can force me to watch a game and listen to that, so I can turn it right off. So just like the All-Star game I watched about... The All-Star weekend, not the game. Just the weekend, the day before, I watched three seconds that I, I saw what they were doing, spouting off. Guess what I did? P-p-p-p. And that's what I, exactly what I did. I, I changed the channel immediately, first and foremost, so the cable box wasn't stuck on that channel, so it would count me as watching it. <laughs> I refuse to watch or give them any uh, view if they're going to make the whole weekend about politics. I, I It's not necessary, so... I'm not trying to offend anybody or annoy anybody. I just want to watch basketball. You know, I don't care what you are. Again, you could watch Fox News. You could watch CNN. You could watch anything. <laughs> but that's what that's what those channels are for. That's what those channels are for. There's a time for that. And there's a time for entertainment. Let's just have entertainment, okay? Otherwise, you know, if you're going to put them together, I'm going to turn it off. You know, it's not interesting. It's not. Just like if you're watching politics, I don't want to watch sports either when I'm watching politics. Think about it that way. I don't. If they're going to make it all about sports and the politics channels or shows, that's kind of weird. That would be weird, wouldn't it? So what's the point? Okay, there's my two cents or two two C notes is more like it, right? Two two hundred dollar bills are the two cents. I'm going off a little bit. Uh, stop mixing this stuff together. Bottom line, just stop it. It's annoying. Tim Rules Explosion Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Tim Rules Explosion is the Facebook page. Go there and give it a like if you still can stand me after that. I didn't say that much, though. <laughs> I didn't really say that much. Honestly, people can say a lot more than that, I'm sure. I mean, way more than that. Um, but that's my point of view. And again, thank you for joining the Facebook page. Those of you that have, and please keep joining if you could. I'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, also, again, there's the phone line, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. Do your statement, shout-out, comment, question, and opine. And there you are, ready to join me on the show. It's a three-minute limit because it is an actual voicemail, so be aware of that. There's the Call Now button on the Facebook page, which goes to the same number through Facebook Messenger. And it's free no matter where you are, as long as you have some kind of Wi-Fi or data connection. I'm still calling for you out there on the International Space Station. Still calling for you. Come on now. I know you're up there. <laughs> Obviously, you're up there. But I know you're listening, too. I just know. <laughs> or you're that little alien following the International Space Station. You're somehow getting connected somehow. Hmm. 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 
UFO sightings. Hmm. Okay, enough of that. I can't keep, I, I'm not normal, I'm sorry. So, there is the final route, the audio submission route. Please simply use the, uh, <laughs> any free voice recording application on any smart device on the planet. Just simply use that. There is no limit, though. Keep it to five-ish minutes, but eh, if it's a little longer, I'm not mad. I don't care. Save it. Email it to me at paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com, and I will convert it into an MP3 file no matter what it is. Thanks again to Tris, per, Tris Posterinos, Tenney Brown, who's been so busy. God bless him. God bless Tenney, and I've been busy too, but I'm not as busy apparently because I'm just barely able to you know, keep up with everything. <laughs> Tenney, you're a, you're a workhorse, and I, I love you, brother. Out of uh, New Zealand there, him and his uh, older brother, Levi. Just thank you guys so much you know, for being a part of this show. Of course, Vince Germano, Hank McCoy, and others. Hank McCoy is actually Wayne Hunt. Oh, I'm never going to get that one out of my head. Stu Benson as well, a great guy. Uh, courtside podcast. I think they're going to release one pretty soon where I was talking about Houston's going to win the title. You know, it's just a little comment on the Facebook page. So you'll probably hear that for a couple of seconds. And thank you guys for your awesome shout outs. You give me on your shows as well and retweets or whatever. Guys are great. Um, I'm more than happy to do the same shout outs and retweets for you. So with that, let's give this a, let's call it a day here. Thank you again for joining. Cause it's really, you know, obviously got to the reviews and uh, previews and all that. As the regular season is wrapping up and the postseason, hopefully, hopefully, is just beginning. Do not fall and break. Do not fall and screw yourself losing to Memphis and Atlanta. That's all I got to say. We'll close with that. 